0: Everyone, thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. We hope that you find encouragement today as you listen. Okay, um, uh, so we are excited about this morning, and I've got so many things to touch on in so little time. But um, this morning, I want to I take a second, uh, for a few minutes, look back. I want us to look forward, and then I want us to uh, really share a few words from God's Word about looking around, okay? Now, as we talk about looking back, Uh, I've got a little slide here that just simply says that, okay? Um, There it is, looking back. And uh, uh, what an amazing year we had. And the reason our year in 2019 was amazing is because of of you. Those of you who give of your energy, your time, your your giftings, your talents, I wanna say, personally, and we say this, we're actually, instead of doing a, a vision night like we've done in the last few years, we're, we're uh, hosting, Debbie and I, a time at our house for all the ministry uh, leaders and the teams and the volunteers. And if you haven't come to our home, uh, your time is yet to come. But, but uh, I just want to say thank you uh, as a pastor, someone who gets to serve here uh, throughout the week full time. Thank you for serving and volunteering in all these various ministries. And I just listed some of these. Probably not. I'll miss some, right? Ridgeway Kids and Awana our Ridgeway Youth Ministry, our Music yeah. Ministry, our Celebrate Recovery, our Connect Groups, our Women's Ministry, our Greeters and Security Ministry. Our, there's even someone helping with stage and platform on a weekly basis. And Then there's somebody who does this design. And I saw them coming in here yesterday when I was leaving on Saturday, running around here, and they're and they're putting up a new stage design. Just We're filled with people here that serve audio and video. Our community care, which involves our food pantry and other Areas that we care. We are excited, and you are what makes every year great, but 2019 was special. Uh, So many lives were touched. So many lives were encouraged. So many lives were strengthened and blessed in Jesus' name, which is the name above every name. And if we're not doing it in Jesus' name, we're just another good program out there, but we know that Jesus touches and changes lives. And I want to say thank you for investing your time and your talents into this local expression of Christ's church. FYI, we're not the only expression. Our city and our surrounding areas filled with wonderful churches. We are one of those churches. We are the only one on this corner, on this avenue, and we are glad to be here in this neighborhood. In fact, our name, which we'll talk about in a second, we changed four years ago to better reflect our Jerusalem, the city around us. And uh, we we are so glad to be a part of Christ's work and his kingdom work in the earth right now. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Now, I want to say this as well. Thank you for your financial support of our church, all right? What a praise offering, or I should say praise report we can give. Our giving boosted 10% this last year. Isn't that cool? Now, I should say, yeah, 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 that's great. it did drop almost 10% the year before. So we're back on track, okay? And I wanted to say thank you for those who give of their financial resources. In fact, in 2019, I thought this was interesting. I was talking with Wayne. Our missions giving, where we've given, we give between 15 and 20 missions and missionary organizations here in our city and around the world. We gave almost 31,000, and then our our ministry and our outreach, it it almost mirrored that. So, uh, so that's just that's everything from our fall festival to how we sow into our children's lives and our youth lives, and and isn't that cool? That almost identical, uh, uh, and 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 what a blessing that when we can give. Uh, that God gives us wisdom and how to channel that because as a local church, we're to be the conduits and the channel of, of these areas of resources financially. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for your generosity and giving. And this is great soil. We've talked about the last couple of weeks. Jesus made it clear. He shocked all of us last week in that parable, you, you know, that, that, that and it's all his and we're managing it. We're just stewarding it, which is what managing it means. And what a joy it is to do that. And Jesus talked about, hey, don't you know, where your where where your treasure is, your heart's going to be so so invest in heaven. L- lay up in heaven. And this is soil that's of kingdom value. And so everything you give of time and of your talents and of your treasure, your finances, this has something that's bigger than anything Wall Street can provide. We we are part of something that's supernatural. And what a joy it is to to do this together with you. Thank you again. So, by the way, if you have any questions or would like a financial breakdown from this last year, call the office. We try to put together every year something for those like me who are kind of a little nerdy and want to kind of see numbers and stuff like that, okay? Okay, so that's looking back. It's important to look ahead. Rear view mirrors are very critical in life, uh, if you're driving especially. But uh, as we look look ahead, do I have a look ahead on there? Yes, it's the next slide. It's the next slide? Well, let's try that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so let's do this. Look, just before I, I, I do this, I want to pause because this is a perfect time as we look back to uh, to share with you kind of a, a synopsis, uh, a, a well-done video of, of this last year. Okay, so take a look at the screens. Great job, great job. That is that is a great picture, and that's just a, obviously just a slice of all that God did through us uh, this, uh, this last year. So uh, looking ahead, and uh, w- w- here it is, just... I don't have, well, I have something to tell you, but I can't go into detail right yet, but i just give you a little glimpse of that in a second here. But here's the deal. We're just going to stay the course. We're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to do all the things we did last year, and by God's grace, we're going to do them better for his glory, okay? So, and I, I'm always careful, you know, after uh, uh, 29 going on 30 years of getting to, to serve in this capacity and we'll run with you, is that he's the one that's leading the race and he may take us somewhere that we're not even aware of right now this year. We kind of know some things we're doing that are creative, and then we're staying the course in, in a lot of things that we just do. And, of course, our ministries are here every week, and we're planning a missions trip to the Caribbean, it looks like, here in the fall. we're doing So there's things happening, but the Lord may interrupt at any time, and that's what I'm kind of excited about, uh, that, that we're ready for that, okay? I call it fluidity or flexibility because it's his church. It's not ours. He's the one leading. I'm not. I I always correct people when they say, I don't know why this is, probably because Debbie and I have been around here for a while. They say, your church. I say, oh, hold it. First of all, it's not my church. I don't want that responsibility. It's, first of all, Christ's church, and then we, we serve him in that. So it's our church under Christ's command, right, under his leadership. So again, thank you, and uh, as we look ahead, we're going to stay the course. If it's not broken, don't fix it, right? And uh, now, um, ministry uh, Ministry Sunday. Oh, and I did want to, I wanted you to see that. And that's why I I, I missed that. I was trying to figure out why the mortgage thing was there. This is pretty important. We did an addition here back in 2001 and two. And, uh, it was one of those projects that grew past a million five up to a million seven we added 24,000 square feet onto the back of this building. That's when you walk in, if you're visiting, you don't know where to go and we're going to fix that in the next year or so. Uh, but, uh, but we're so thankful for the space and there's miracles galore in that but get this that last year when I stood up here at this time of the year we were 169,000 left on the million dollar loan and now we're down to 132 so we're tracking pretty good that's good interest rate and we're like a 5 year amortization so guess what next year we'll be under 100,000 and we may be way under that if i think if the lord has his way but again that's a, Another conversation we'll have in the near future, but that's good stuff, so then, anyway, I was on track looking ahead, and I think this is what 's interesting is uh, it 's all about what we 've been looking at and that's ministry and being served in fact um, we don't have an official membership anymore. We just kind of figure when people start giving of their time and their resources and their talent, their giftings, that they've locked in here. If you really are hard set and really need uh, you know, some kind of piece of paper, we can write one up and you can sign it. But you know when this becomes your church because you start saying, hey, I'm going to my church. You want to come with? Well, where is that? Where is that? Well, it's over here on the avenue next to Gardner's Bakery. Not anymore. Gardner's is gone, right? You could always smell it, but they've shut down. I'm so... Discouraged by that, but we do have Crests next door. Um, there's no, there's nothing that smells from there. But that's that's how I usually say, where where is your church? And most people end up, you know, they know of somebody who's visited that that uh, business. Okay, so I digress. Uh, but here we are, and 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 this is something I want you to understand. That at the end of this month, we're pretty excited about this. We're gonna have a Sunday focused on ministry. I call it Member Sunday because the Apostle Paul said. Uh, we we there, we are all members of the same body. There's one body, many parts, and if. If the big toe or the foot decides to take the day off, that's impossible. We couldn't walk. And uh, so what we're going to have at the end of the month is a special focus and then even a place where if you're not connected, you can get connected with the ministry here. We're going to show all of our ministries off, and it's going to be really cool. So that's kind of looking ahead. And also, on April 5th, okay, so that's the end of this next month, February, and April 5th, with by the way, is Palm Sunday. We're going to have a heart for the house, which is going to be bigger than any heart for the house we've ever had, and we're going to unpack all that later, but just be in prayer. Uh, we've got something that we're going to uh, really uh, be, uh, it's going to be a blast to participate in this next uh, next step in our life, and here's, here's what it really is, talking about the confusion. We showed this last year, and we're not breaking ground this summer, so... Don't worry about where you're going to be parking uh, this summer, but we're targeting probably next summer, uh, and we're just trying to be good stewards in this. But this is going to be an addition to the side of the building, which will be over here, so that when you really have to use the bathroom, you don't have to get up in front of God and everyone and walk out this <laughs> door during church. Okay? And you'll go around to the back, and it's going to really improve our downstairs, which is used currently for our children, our children's, our should say, child care ministry, Sunny Ridge Kids. Um, uh, five days a week and so it's gonna just be all involved and we're pretty excited about it. Here's another view of that the front we're gonna we're gonna have a front entrance besides the entrance, what do they call those where you walk in and it's a, like a breaker or windbreaker. So have you ever been out there when the door opens and it's like five below zero? And now it's five below zero inside that lower lobby, and that's going to all kind of be redone. So that's, uh, don't worry about that now. Just kind of park that over here and say, I'm excited, I'm excited. This is really great. Uh, and uh, and we'll talk about it later, how how the Lord's going to allow all of us to be a part of that, okay? But uh, I, I want you to see, I, want, I just want to transition here and, and, and let you know that there, there was something that happened here four years ago. Um, and, and And it's when we changed our name. It's, uh, it's when we changed our logo, okay? Uh, if you're a visitor, if you're a visitor this morning, um, I mean, give you a little sneak peek. Take your little tab down, and you get one of these really cool cups. I'm not supposed to probably tell you this, but I just want to make the rest of you guys who've been here a while really envious, okay? This says Ridgeway, and and uh, it's kind of blue inside until you put your coffee in there. And there it is. And then you turn this way, and this is the logo, and I love this slogan. It says, The Journey Begins Here. I think it says that, yep. She still does I said that this morning in my office. And, and um, I, think, uh, I think I came up with that slogan. Maybe I didn't, but I'll say I did. Because I really I really like, the whole concept of Ridgeway is it's a British word. It's our neighborhood association. It's a street across the street here. But it means in, in its English you know, root, uh, a road or a path in a high place, especially one of antiquity. A road or a path in a high place, especially one of antiquity. In fact, Ridgeway's up on the hill over there. Uh, you know, and but when I think of what this message is that we carry, this beautiful gospel, this kingdom, a uh, call that we're a part of, the kingdom of God. We've been talking about that here the last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, I like that. It's it's the high road. You always wonder where the, you want to take the high road. If you want to be healthy, if you want to you know, if you want to prosper in life, well, the high road is this journey of following Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the journey, we want to say, and that's why we open our doors as wide as we can to any and everybody. The journey begins here, right here in this place for many, not, every you know, there's all kinds of places to begin your journey in your faith, but we are glad that our doors are open to start your journey here at Ridgeway. And so you can see that path, and I'm always the guy that's wanting to, every once in a while, have one of those swinging or turning logos. It starts as an R and then rolls over to become the path and the high place. But I love the fact that it's antiquitous because this gospel didn't just show up last week. It didn't show up at a Hillsong conference five years ago. It's a couple thousand years old, and it's as old as the heart of God and His plan to transform, transform uh, humanity and the lives of, of those He loves. Uh, it was the whole world, by the way, John three sixteen, right? So um, that's what that's what's pretty exciting, and that's uh, and, and that's. I just want you to I just want you to hear some some things that we I just penned a few years ago. The journey begins here, and this is a path that we are traveling as a community of Christ followers here at Ridgeway Church. Um, this is a path; it's narrow. If you even, even look at it up there, it's not super wide. That's biblical. Uh, it's, it's a narrow road, it's a straight path, but the invitation to journey uh, is far and reaching. It's very long. Every, there's room for everyone, but it's a little tough sometimes following the Lord because again, he's the one leading, I'm not. And the joy is in discovering that because my identity becomes fully established and rooted in Jesus Christ as my Lord, as my savior, as my leader, my, uh, my my leader. And uh, that's what why we're excited about about this journey where it's on. Okay, it's a path of discovery. And 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 we begin to understand things because we're tapping in. I like how the apostle Paul said it, I think it's in the first his first letter to the Corinthians, that the Holy Spirit that that God gives us, and Christ has given his church, it, it probes the deep things of God. And so as we as we journey with Christ, as we grow in our relationship on this path. We, we begin to understand things that were previously unknown, and we discover who Christ is in this process. And there's, there's I mean, it's wisdom not that the world is quite comprehends, uh, but it's, 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 it's heavenly wisdom. And uh, that sounds really spooky, but it's cool, isn't it? And this is not a path uh, uh, to condemnation, but it's a road to transformation. And you will find that in every ministry that we promote here. It's not about pointing fingers, because every time we do, there's at least three more coming back at me. I got two out because I point with my thumb and I've got my deal okay. So you always understand that, that this is, wow, this is this is about transformation, not condemnation, this, this path we're on, this journey. And it's a path that helps us to win. Listen to this. It's a path that helps us to win at sin as we behold the Lamb of God. Where'd that come from? Uh, John the Baptizer, John the Baptist said when he when you envision Jesus coming into the desert just before he baptized, he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. For me to win at the sin, I need to behold the Lamb of God. And that's where this journey is taking us. That's where this path is leading us to the face of Jesus Christ where we see those shackles and those bondages fall off and we proclaim that and we pray for that and we fast for that and we believe that and it changes our, our lives and our destiny. And this is a path filled with wayfaring worshipers as we practice loving God in a really big way, all right? How big? All of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind, all of my strength, all right? And that's my transition is I just want to share a couple of scriptures here this morning. And before I do, I have a true confession. There are times I, I, I have tunnel vision, all right? I call it... Uh, uh, I get I get so busy Martha ing. All right, that's not a word, but you know, Mary and Martha, and Mary's sat at Jesus' feet, and Martha's uh, preparing the meal, and and uh, and Martha gets frustrated and say, Jesus, would you just tell Mary to get in here and do the dishes or help serve the salad? And Jesus says, Mary's doing the right thing. And there are times, and you might, if you're honest, and I won't ask you to be honest, even though it's church, I'm telling you, there are times that I get so focused on the prize. And I, I see it as, as tunnel vision. I looked up tunnel vision. I think it says this: the tendency to focus exclusively on a single or, or or limited goal or point of view. And I'm a guy, so we're 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 not very multitaskers, right? We we so I I'm, I'm kind of linear anyway. And uh, and so that's my confession this morning. I get even though I want to I want to love and I want to I want to reach out and I want to be a, a vessel that. Uh, that cares for others, I, I can get just so focused on that that I don't see what's going on around me, all right? So I call, we call that tunnel vision. That's, that's my confession, and if we're honest, we probably all could say that, uh, that that's true for, for, for our lives, all of us today. Now, here's, the, here's the, what I understand kind of as a, <clears throat> as a nice balance to tunnel vision, and we'll call that peripheral vision, okay? That's what is seen on the side by the eye when we're looking straight ahead. It's good for protection, right? It causes you to jump when something comes up beside you and you're focusing. But I'm, I'm seeing that, that concept of, of peripheral vision in this context is something that catches my attention, something that causes me to pause, a cause for pause, something that allows me to focus on something else besides what all I see in front of me, that, that single vision type thing. And I think that should be our goal for this coming year as, as a local church. To, to begin to look around more, or as never before, I think we do a pretty good job at this, but I think we can just get better at looking around, at practicing peripheral vision. Say that five times really fast. Practice peripheral. No, I'm just kidding. This was the heart of the of the conversation that Jesus had. With the religious leader in the book of Luke, okay, in the gospel of Luke. This religious leader, he's an expert in the law. And in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 29 says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Uh, he said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit her eternal life? And Jesus says, what is, What's written in the law? Uh, h- how do you read the law? So so Jesus kind of answered his question with two Questions. He probably recognized that this man was trying to uh, test Jesus. His, you know, Jesus could see a lot of things that we probably can never see. And so uh, the man answers, and he said, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind." Okay, this comes right out of the Old Testament. This is what the Hebrew people followed, uh, and and love your neighbor as well. And Jesus. He said, you, "You've answered correctly, this is right. Uh, do this and you will live. But this expert in the law wanted he wanted more and, and, and he wanted to justify his own condition. Maybe he felt a little conviction here and he said, "Who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? Uh, isn't this interesting that this man comes and he's asking about an eternal destination? And this is how Jesus responded, to that now, now, when we think, oftentimes maybe in our different streams, how do you, how are you promised eternity with God? Uh, how how are we how are we promised heaven? We'll call that heaven in a lot of cases. Well, you there's some scriptures you identify we're sinners. That's true. We we confess our sinful state. That's true. We ask Jesus to forgive us and cleanse. That's true. But Jesus didn't say that. Jesus said, if you want, if you want eternal life, you you've got to love God. With all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and you love your neighbor as yourself, which I would argue that loving God uh, will will get you to that point of 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 uh, of, of cleansing and repentance. But uh, I just think that's a that's a great point to take from that there. But here, look at this. Uh, uh, we 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 go from we go from this this this. Uh, this, this story and Jesus shared this story and he gets uh, and then he goes on because the man asks Who, who's my neighbor then and, and Jesus starts talking about a man on his road on the road to Jericho down from Jerusalem Jer- Jerusalem's a high alt- you know higher 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 place and, and Jericho is a low low altitude and they go down uh, at, at below sea level I think and, and that's where the robbers hung out on that road to Jericho and he gets mugged this man gets mugged and, and Jesus talks about a high priest coming, or a priest, and the priest takes a, uh, he, he walks right by him. He, he, he avoids the man who's been literally mugged and left half naked and, and beat up and broken and hurting. And and the priest, the, 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 the godly follower, speaking to a Jewish audience here, he passes him because he's focused on his priestly things. And then the Levite, with tunnel vision, ignores him as well because he's, He's, he's focused on something else, all right? So he's a he's a religious leader as well. But a Samaritan of all people saw him. A Samaritan, the enemy of the Jews. And he and Jesus is speaking to a Jewish leader. The Samaritan pauses, he stops, he cares for him, puts him on his donkey, takes him to an inn. You know, pays for a few nights of just, and then he says, "I'll come back and settle up for any extra charges he may he may uh, he may incur with, with with room service or something like that." And so, anyway, this 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 Samaritan really loved this man. And Jesus then asked the the question to this religious leader when he's through with this story. He says, "So who's who's the one neighboring here?" And the response of the Jewish leader was, um, "The one who showed mercy." He wasn't going to say the Samaritan because. Just imagine the worst enemy in your world. That's the Samaritan from a Jewish perspective and vice versa. So he said, the one who showed mercy, the one who was merciful. And here's what I want you to see. We need to open our eyes and look around to identify our neighbors in need. All right. I love what we're doing right now. This video series and connect groups with Bob Goff is just, it's reminding us. And I don't think we can ever quit reminding ourselves because if 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 we're practicing the art of neighboring, the, the godly call, there's a good chance that the Lord's wanting to open up more avenues if we're obedient in this area, and we can never get enough reminding or, or practice or prayer in this area. Uh, we need to practice mercy. Uh, we need to open our eyes, again, to identify our neighbors in need. We need to practice mercy. Yesterday, I was uh, over here in the office, and it had snowed, and I took the snowblower out. We have a nice big snowblower, and I, I took it out, and I was snowblowing, and then uh, I had gone down the, the road, and three or four doors down, there was a, a, a driveway that had plowed in. You can see this around your house. They're having problems plowing in, and then when they finally do plow you, the road, it, it just packs up around your driveway opening, right? You can, you can relate to that probably if you're in a neighborhood. And so uh, I, I was going down the sidewalk, and I realized, and I re- was reminded that that family in that home I think there'd been a health issue, if I'm correct, with with uh, maybe uh, the husband, and I, out of, out of my peripheral, okay, I was, I as kind of going up to their driveway, I saw her and I caught my attention. I looked over there, it looked like she had maybe like one of those one stage and it wasn't starting or something. I just didn't pay attention. I just turned. I just plowed out her entrance, okay, and and as I was about halfway done, she came down. And she stood kind of at me and she started blowing me kisses. Oh. Right? I work for blown kisses. <laughs> and, and I stopped and I walked up to her and she says, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I didn't know how I was going to do this. Because you know how wet it was? It was a real wet snow, right? I had to see that and I wasn't planning on going there. I just like, it's a big snow, And once it starts going, I can't stop it. So I'll find <laughs> myself six houses down sometimes. And I hope, that, you know. I hope somebody else didn't spend a lot of money on a snowblower, and they're mad that I did it because they wanted to try theirs out. But I'm just having fun, and I did it around my house yesterday. And I have a neighbor that uh, must be in warmer climates because I noticed he was snowed in and and he, he, he unshoveled, And I thought, well, the, for security purposes, I did his his walk as well. So I love snowblowing. Um, uh, but uh, it, it's 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 looking and seeing. Our journey as a community of Christ followers is defined by. Our love for God, Jesus said, you know, he confirmed with that religious leader, love God with everything we have, and love for our neighbors. So who's your neighbor? Who's my neighbor? Who in our world is in a place of need? Uh, sometimes we don't even know, and you can see the importance and the value of praying and inviting God into your efforts to neighbor. Um... Uh, And then being open when when something comes to your your mind or sight, and I I believe the Holy Spirit can work that way in our lives. Who in our world is in that place of need? That's where we can start. I think sometimes when we think of reaching out to our geographical neighbors and, of course, beyond, because the neighbors are wherever we live, uh, and a lot of us live outside of our home more than we live in our place of residence, but... Uh, sometimes I think it's overwhelming because we're, we're surrounded by so many people and, and so many things. Some people don't want to be neighbored. And I, I think there's that, that sweet space and place where we just we pray and we take this seriously to be Christ, to be his hands and his feet extended, to be his arms, his embrace, to care for them. To, and, and, and he will begin to open up our eyes and help us to see those in need around us. Um, So, uh, I I love this illustration, and I think you will too, Uh, a couple years ago, and I shared this four or five years ago, some of you weren't here so you'll get to see this and the rest of you forgot it. Although, if you're like me, you always remember pictures, so you'll remember these pictures, okay? But uh, a few years ago, Debbie and I uh, were down in Florida uh, for a a week or so, and, and we like to walk just south of Disney World, there's a town called Celebration. That was designed um, by the CEO at that time, Michael Eisner, back in the early '90s, I believe. Yeah, and it was a master plan community, It's developed by Walt Disney Company, and its population is around 7,500 people, and it's really pretty. I don't know if this shows up real well, but they built a little lake there, and look at those those towns. It looks like something out of Main Street, Disney. All the buildings are just so lovely and very inviting. There's a Starbucks there, some little restaurants, and. Debbie and I would go, we'd walk around the neighborhood, and you can see some of these pictures in a moment. But um, Eisner had this concept of New Town, and the idea was the developers collaborated to uh, with, with leaders in education and health and in technology, uh, in addition to the planners and architects, to create a vision and operating policies for the town, and something kind of futuristic, a place where people just would really feel refreshed when they would go home. They had six churches and one Jewish synagogue there, and a beautiful hospital where, not by choice, but Debbie and I spent some time just a couple years ago uh, when she got a a blood clot, and and, so—and it was like staying at the Hilton. I mean, that was the nicest hospital that I've ever been in in my life. In fact, when I get sick, I'm going back down there to the hospital, okay? So if you're looking for me up here, that's where I'll be. Okay, especially if it's January. Okay, so interesting note, the community of tomorrow that this is, this celebration is patterned, it's architecture after early 20th century homes, okay? That means 1901, 1905. Here's some pictures of them. These are brand new houses, but they look like something you'd find down the isthmus towards towards uh, towards the capital, the, newer, the, the older homes in our city, right, that were built first. Uh, look at this picture here. Look at this one right here. They all, they have something, there's a common theme, isn't there? Who's that guy on the porch? Uh, Just another happy owner. Not really, not really. Here he is again. (laughs) Not really, I I don't own down there, but boy, there's days, when you look at them, they're very beautiful and you'd you'd probably like to, but but here's what's interesting about these pictures, okay? Uh, They've all got a front porch. Every one of these have these beautiful, even if they're two stories, they'll have two porches. Because back in 1901 or 1905, people wanted to sit out on their porch and hang out and greet their neighbors, maybe because they were nosy. They always had tea, like a friend of ours. She she had a little porch. And when you have front porches, you want to have tea or lemonade or coffee or something, because neighbors walk by and say, come, come on up here. You know, this is so amazing, Uh, And I don't know if it promotes it or not because Debbie and I would walk around during workdays. So I don't know if at night everybody's sitting on their porches, but it sure would be inviting to do so. I'm sure Uh, 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 Most most of our homes today by design do not have front porches But the community (laughs) of tomorrow built their homes from the past but instead we have really large decks in the backyard and then it's either because of our chihuahua or just because of want privacy. Then we build a big privacy fence around, OK? And the only way there's hospitality is if it's by invitation only. Whereas back in the early 1900s, hospitality was, if you didn't want to be hospitable, you didn't go out on your front porch. But you didn't have air conditioning then, so everybody was out on their front porch with their lemonade or their ice water, whatever. Right? Unless you live in Wisconsin and it's January. Let's be honest. That's not the case. But you get the gist. Um, Early 20th century hospitality was front porch, it was public, it was neighborly, it was a neighborly process. This is what Jesus was teaching this religious man, all right? Jesus taught us to practice love of neighbor, and to do that it requires a front porch faith, doesn't it? It really does. Front porch faith requires peripheral vision, and it begins when we take the command to love our neighbors literally. So what's my vision? What's our vision to do what Jesus encouraged us to do? To love really well, to neighbor really well, maybe like never before. And it's, 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 this, this I wish I could drop in on all the conversations at Connect Groups as Bob Goff unpacked this so brilliantly this last week. Great stuff. The <coughs> illustration that he has where they've got a, an annual parade in his neighborhood and he leads in on his motorbike and his, and what are they, how many people do they have now? Like uh, 700 neighbors. That Bob Goff started. They just love one another, and the and the woman that he loved all the way into eternity, uh, who moved in across the street from them, and the family loved him. It's just just a great testimony. Uh, you'll want to listen to the uh, to the DVD if you missed it uh, for sure. Uh, front porch faith, peripheral vision. In this new year, let's continue to ask, who is my neighbor? All right. A peripheral vision locates who's hurting, and and, and needs to be loved. All right. Now we. It starts with where we live. You know, literally praying for the people that live closest to us. And the thing is, if you're if you're praying about being a neighbor, it's gonna it's gonna challenge you to be sweet. All right. So if, if you're saying, Hey, Lord, I I would really like to if you could open the door for me to connect with a neighbor in my neighborhood, uh, and and represent you. That's what the scriptures call us, and we're, we're called ambassadors for Christ. That means we represent somebody in a very high place. Jesus is as high as you get. And whereas at best, that means we've got to act like him and represent him well. And so when we think and pray about neighboring, that means we're um, not going to do what I did as a kid and throw an egg at the neighbor's house. That was not a good neighborly thing to do. And I think Mr. McGrath really enjoyed me uh, watching me scrub that egg off of his house. And he probably wanted to see what my dad did to me after that, but uh, he forgave me. And we're all good now, I think. All right? That was 45 years ago. I think I'm forgiven. Okay. That's not neighborliness. You know that. There's, But acting like Christ is important. In fact, we, we did this a few years ago. Uh, if you just draw a tic tac toe, like we used to, that's what I used to do when my dad preached, because I'd play tic tac toe with my uh, now. Brother-in-law, we were just little kids then, and uh, and this is what we do in church. I don't know what you do in church now. You mess on your of your cell phone, probably, or your whatever. Um, we're gonna shut off the internet, so it costs you here someday. So, so look at this. You're you're in the middle, and uh, if you're in an apartment, you just go across the hall. You don't have somebody behind you, probably. But this is kind of cool. Do you know who your neighbors are? Uh, uh, write that down. Uh, and, and I think Bob Goff gave you that same grid, didn't he? In his in his study. Those of you in connect groups this week, uh, there you are in the middle. Who's surrounding you? Find out who they are. Write them down by name. And then pray for them. Just start there. And love them well. Don't egg their house. Don't TP their house. Bring them hot banana bread or cookies or, or uh, you know plow out their driveway for them. Just ask God how you can care for and love your neighbors. And uh, Brittany and Tim live next to a cornfield and nobody's in their back, So you have it really easy. And your next door neighbors go to church here. So I know the guy who lives across from you, so you can start there, all right? But i uh, picking on my son-in-law and my daughter because some of us live in places where we don't have a full grid, right? But the Lord can use it right where you, it starts where you live, all right? That's that point. But then also, it's where we worship. Proof vision applies to where we worship. And that's what's going to be so beautiful about the end of the... Uh, the end of next month when we actually have that ministry Sunday, because some of you are, have, have yet to find a place where you can connect and, and be a good neighbor here in this house here as we as we welcome in friends and new families and life. It's really cool. But Ridgeway Church is a neighborhood church. All right. That's why we changed our name uh, uh, to Ridgeway Church away from Bethesda Church. People thought we were Lutherans, and I love Lutherans, but we're not Lutherans, all right? And, and so we identify with our, our neighborhood here, and we like what it means, and it's in it's, its ancient word and meaning. But here's the truth. We want to be good neighbors here. We even talk about how we park out on the street to make sure we're not blocking in those who live in these, have these driveways and stuff. And there's wonderful ways we can we can love those. Now, who don't come in our building, those who do come in our building here, uh, uh, neighboring right here within our congregation. We measure our ministry so as to be a blessing to our neighborhood. That's the way we do it. Whether it's Awanas or Connect Groups or Sunny Ridge Kids, that's our daycare program, or our Sunday services, our fall festivals, our block parties, all these things. We just We measure all this in light of being a good representation of the Christ we love. And who loved us first, let's stand together. So here's a good question. How can, and I'll ask it to myself first, Brian, how can you love your neighbors more? Um, And now you can ask it to yourself. How can I be better at neighboring uh, those who God brings into my world? And that's a great question to ask, and it's an important question imagine an empty chair and we have some here this morning. Imagine if every Sunday you sat next to an empty chair and you just you prayerfully reserve that in your heart and your mind for somebody you're praying for maybe it is a neighbor who you know that uh, encountering Jesus Christ and we trust that we encounter the Lord here every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, every third every time we're together in our homes, wherever wherever we gather, wherever Christ Church gathers but in this public gathering we trust, that it's a place where we can bring friends in who can encounter the grace of God, the love of Jesus Christ, the transforming power of our Savior. So imagine that, a chair empty next to you. And now let's start to fill up a list of people that we can be praying for in 2020. And in this new decade, how cool, would it be cool if we had to do three services by 2025? I don't mind it, I mean, I'll be like 64. I'll have a really feisty young Associate in skinny jeans and blue hair, or something, you know. And I'll tag off, like, I'll preach once a month, and you'll preach three times. I'll preach the late service, I'll preach the early service, but I'm always up. You know, who cares? Let's just, this city is thirsty for living water. And we are carriers in Jesus' name. Let's worship the Lord, and I'll close in prayer here in a moment, okay? By the way, you'll see prayer is available. If you have a prayer need, take it to the Lord. The team is back, uh, waiting to pray with you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, check out our website at www.ridway.church.